When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Auburn Live podcast, your home for bold, insightful, and honest conversations around Auburn athletics. Where you go? Hey, welcome into another Auburn Live show. We're back at it on this Saturday morning to talk a bunch of recruiting and a bunch of Auburn football. We'll hit on the scrimmage here uh, in, in a few minutes, but we're going to lead things off with recruiting. And to do that, We've got the experts, the guys that run recruiting for AuburnLive.com, Jeffrey Lee and Cole Pinkston. What's up, fellas? What's up, Hoke? How you doing, man? Cole, man. You got a kid now. How's that feel? Oh, dude, I have a kid. It's <laughs> it's different. Uh, you know, trying to trying to adjust to it all. Well, I don't know. Have, have you got any? Further. Have you changed the diapers and got any oil on your finger? <laughs> oh yeah, like five minutes ago. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, you have yeah. been bab- You have been baptized. Yeah. At least all of them have been that way, actually. So. Okay. Yeah. Nice, dude. You get really good at the swaddling, man. It's a good technique. I'm only two years in. I got a two-year-old, and uh, you never adjust. I'm sure Jeffrey can. Jeffrey's further down the road than I am. You, you, you don't. I mean, well, I guess you, you're always adjusting. For not never adjusting. You're always adjusting. Right. First two years, whew, man, that's tough. Hey, it's, it's going great though. You know, I'm enjoying it. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's a good change. Yeah. Well, congratulations, man. <clears throat> um, that is awesome. Uh, let's take your mind off of all the craziness and, and let's talk recruiting a little bit. Huge, huge uh, week for Auburn. They land uh, two four-star football commits and a four-star basketball commit, but that's only two players. Um, let's talk about Trey Donaldson first. He was the first to commit on that big Thursday for Auburn. Um, four-star in football, safety prospect, four-star in basketball as a point guard prospect from Tallahassee, Florida. Um, we'll start in hoops because I think we think that's maybe where he'll probably make a, the biggest impact. Uh, Jeffrey, just talk to us about Trey. Tell people who, who this kid is, what, you know, what you had been hearing about him and what the staff likes about him and just kind of fill people on on, on Trey Donaldson. First and foremost, the most important thing in my mind, in my book, uh, regardless of how you feel, this was Bruce Pearl's number one target at point guard. This is who Bruce Pearl is putting his trust in to be the point guard of the future. That's all you really need to know. All right. Take that out now or, or, or take that. This kid had a great junior year, but he didn't really blow up. Like, you know, he had a, he was 11 points, you know, four assists, three steals, you know, but this summer or during the AAU circuit, he just he really elevated his game. And that's when Auburn uh, really, really made a strong push for him, really put him at the top of the board. Um, Wes Flanagan's been on this kid. Auburn was one of the first to really get in on him uh, in basketball. Uh, Florida was in there in there as well. Florida State obviously was was late to the party. Uh but I, I like Trey. I like him on the court. I like him on the football field. Cole can uh, can get into more of the football. But basketball, you can tell that he's a football guy. He's built like a football guy. He's 6'1", 185, something like that. He, he He's physical on the court. He can do it all, too, man. He's got good ball skills, um, uh, good court vision. He can pull up mid-range, deep, whatever. Really like this kid. And uh, like I said, Bruce Pearl likes him, man. It's hard not to. So... <clears throat> From a basketball perspective, right, so Auburn and Florida are in early on this kid. And then Florida State comes in late. Um, and I talked to his dad just kind of catching up with him, and, and he he admitted what you have reported, and that's Florida State has been Trey Donaldson's dream school. Um, he he, he kind of grew up just figuring he'd go there and play. But they drug their feet. I don't know why. I mean, I guess it happens, but they drug their feet. And they didn't really – get in with him until he blew up at that. He had a really good camp. Um, I guess it was peach jam and then yeah, kind of set a date. And then Florida state was like, Oh, Whoa. Okay. And then they tried to get in. And his dad said, his dad put it like this. He goes, 
we've known Auburn for a year. He goes like, it's, it's, it's Florida state's coming along late. He's like, it's, it's, it's like trying to get married in a month. He's like, it just, the relationships aren't there. So, I mean, talk about what you know about that and how huge that is to go into Tallahassee and steal that kid right out from under Florida state's nose. Well, I remember when, um, when Trey came in June for his, for his official visit, he came into that visit with Florida on top. Florida was the one making the move, pushing. Okay. Yeah. Um, he, he, Florida was his leader. And when he left Sunday morning after his official visit to Auburn, basketball visit, he spent some time with Derek Mason, with Brian Harson, some fo- very, very minimal time, though. He was there for basketball. Uh, but but Auburn had pulled even. And I just talking to him face-to-face, that, and it, this was one of the things that we missed out on throughout the p- pandemic, the, the dead period, not being able to see these kids face-to-face because – you do this long enough and you can start reading some body language and, you know, whether the words are matching up with, with how they're projecting it. And you could just look at this kid and, and know that he was blown away. And then he, you know, Bruce Pearl and West Flanagan and how he felt about those guys. And he said at that point that Auburn had pulled even with, with, with Florida. Uh, that was early June. And then, you know, he goes on into the peach jam, goes off. He think he scored 29 or 30, had 10 or 11 assists in the, in the championship game there at the peach jam. And, and that's when Auburn really kind of felt like they, they were in a good spot for him and announces, I think it was late July, Justin, I believe we were together when he tweeted that he would be announcing August the 19th. Yeah. And it was only, it was then and only then did Florida state get in and, and w- with an offer. Because, like you said, if, if they had offered a year ago, this recruitment's over with. Uh, but for, yeah. good, good for Auburn. Uh, because, and, and I'll be honest with you, six months ago, I, I don't think I knew how high up Trey Donaldson was on the board. I knew Auburn liked him, but I didn't know how much. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, in the last, what, four to six weeks, you've, the, the bus has all been about Trey, Trey Donaldson. Um, being that point guard that they want, that they need. He's not a guy that's going to come in and demand early playing time or he's transferring. You know, Auburn's got Wendell Green Jr., um, who has got three years, if I'm not mistaken, of eligibility. I think Trey could come in, play behind him for a year. Man, I'm telling you, Wendell can play now. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be surprised to see Wendell um, make a decision after two years. So regardless, I I think that he's, he's a multi-year starter down the road. I think he's a great pickup. Really like him, really like his family. And, um, it it was huge. And to me, I'm looking at it as, and and from a basketball point of view, if you read my commitment story yesterday, 90% of it was, was basketball. And I, uh, that's just kind of how I think you're the same way, Justin, everybody around his recruitment. And even Trey came out to me and said, yeah, you know, the possibility of me not playing football is there. He's got an injury right now. He may not even play a senior year in football. So I, I think he's really focused on basketball. I think he thinks that that might be the best uh, avenue for his future. Yeah, that's – man, that would be – I couldn't imagine this day and age playing both sports. I mean, it's not – it's maybe not like it was then. Like the demands, the academic demands and the and – the, you know, the – prep you know the the rehab work that they do and the and the tutors and the just the work that goes in now to one sport alone um to try to do two at a high level would be man that'd be demanding but I I told that to his dad I go I I couldn't imagine trying to do that and he goes well now obviously it's his son but he goes look I'm he goes well if there's if there's a kid that can do it it's Trey he also talked about Trey being the best a better baseball player than either basketball or football he goes he just had to give that up early on because of travel ball and basketball they overlapped he had to pick one he goes but he because his dad played baseball basketball and football at troy which i didn't know and um he played what he played baseball basketball and football at troy his dad serious rodney rodney uh, donaldson wow um and so he's like trey can play baseball so you're getting a heck of an athlete but the florida state thing was an interesting angle that we talked about um before I just think it's a big deal. It's different than going into Atlanta like Bruce has done. It's going yeah. into somebody's backyard, man. That's such a big deal, I think. I don't know. Well, and you think about the seasons. I'm, you, he's going to you, – you're playing football. You're going to a bowl game early January. Hell, I mean, you've missed half the, the basketball season already. Yeah. You haven't trained with basketball since probably the summer. Now you're trying to – you're getting into basketball when conference play is starting. So there's no really ease into it. There's no transition there. You're getting thrown into the fire. You know, I 
I'll be surprised if he tries to play both. Best of luck to him if he does, man. That'd be great. I just don't. I just don't see him. Uh, yeah, it'll be very difficult. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, but he is really talented in football, and he, he did, is man did have a relationship with Derek Mason, and he was recruited by Derek Mason Cole, and and you know he's 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 a higher ranked basketball prospect but he's a really highly ranked football prospect as well and does some good things at safety. Cole, talk to me about him as a football player because, you know, he could play football. We don't know that. And so, um, you know, there is that possibility. Um, if something could happen with basketball and, and, and he could decide he just wants to play football. Who knows? So tell me what kind of safety is Auburn getting uh, in, in, in this kit? Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with both of y'all. I think it's going to be difficult to do both. But, but uh, you know, he's he's – he, he has a heavy workload already. I mean, he plays the both sports. He also plays quarterback in high school. And, you know, he's got to learn the whole playbook on that. And then the defensive playbook. And, uh, you know, he's he's already taken on a lot of responsibility. So maybe maybe it, it translates to him playing both sports in college. But, uh, you know, as a football player, this guy is, is – I, I identified him a long time ago when he was a sophomore – playing safety for Tallahassee when I was watching Amari Harvey, mm. who is now at Auburn. I was watching his highlights, and this guy was playing beside him at safety, and he kept standing out to me. So I was like, let me see that guy as well. So I went and checked him out. He's, he is fluid, man. He's he is, uh, he is a quarterback on the back end as well. I mean, he controls everything. He can see the game really well. If uh, if the ball hangs in the air too long, he's probably going to have a chance to pick it because he's he's good at getting to the sideline and getting from the middle of the field out to the sideline or wherever. Just a lot of speed, a lot of uh, just comfortability playing back there. Uh, and then, really, he's most impressive to me as a quarterback. And and I don't think he's a quarterback on the next level if he plays football. But just his control and his ability to operate. And, and make plays and make decisions is, is impressive. Obviously, that, you know, goes along with him playing point guard basketball, too. So, uh, maybe something that could help him if he does play both sports is being a special teams player, maybe a punt returner, kick returner, because he is so comfortable with the ball in his hand and he can make moves. He can. I think he returned a few punts for touchdowns in high school last year as a junior and a couple times as a sophomore as well. So maybe he has a smaller role like that, and, and that's why Coach Harson were, you know, they were willing to give him a shot. What? How physical is he as a, as a safety? I mean, because I, I think about, I guess, obviously, as a safety, you know, you think about safety, it's obviously going to be physical anyway, but I'm also thinking about just him transitioning to basketball and um, if that would be an added benefit. If, I mean, is he, a, is, is he a big hitter, or, or is he just a guy that is in the right place at the right time? Like, what what's – What's maybe his strength back there and, and maybe what translates to basketball from from your point of view, Cole? Yeah, he's he's capable of of uh coming up and making big hits in the run game and and being physical in man coverage. He's um, uh, you know, he's he's uh six foot, six one, 190 pounds, but he's really broad. He's not he's not a smaller guy, he's a bigger guy, and he can put on a lot more weight, whether he's playing football or basketball. So, yeah, I mean, he, he brings some physicality to the game. Uh, I wouldn't say that's his his number one, you know, strong point as a safety. I think he's better just, first of all, and he's got an excellent vertical. I mean, he can get off the ground as good as anybody I've seen. And that translates to basketball, obviously. It probably helps yeah. plays basketball. And is a, I think he's a pretty good rebounder as a point guard, too. So, that's how he plays the game of football. When the ball's in the air, it's like he's going up for a rebound. He knows how to use his body. He knows how to get up above everybody. Uh, physically, uh, you know, he's he's got the right body type for playing safety in the SEC for sure. So it's going to be interesting to see what he does and, and how he manages both of them if he decides to do both. Uh, I hope he plays football. He can, he can play. I, I think he's – I think he's got a shot to to be really good if he does choose to play football too. So, yeah, I, I like Trey a lot. You look like you're gonna say something, Jeffrey. Yes. Oh, sorry. I thought I thought I didn't want to jump in. I thought you I thought you're about to jump in. I mean, well, well, I was thinking here 
that there there's you know we we know Duke Donaldson his uncle played football there's there's some a lot more connections when you're yeah. talking about Amari Harvey there's also uh, a junior women's basketball player from FSU school a f- good friend of Trey who just committed to Auburn that's who I was looking up the the name of her and um, I'll get it here in a little bit but he's got Amari Harvey he's got already at Auburn he's got a teammate a girls basketball player coming to Auburn next year with him um, and then there's a junior uh, teammate of his a 2023 guy Anthony Richardson who's a fantastic basketball player who's coming up this weekend for the elite camp Bruce Pearl's elite camp on Sunday and that's who Trey's coming up with so there's a lot of a lot of personal connections to Auburn there and not just you know family connections he's got friends here he got friends coming so um a lot of a lot of things worked in Auburn's favor here. None more so than Bruce Pearl, in my opinion, though. <clears throat> yeah, that relationship was huge. And then what? West Flanagan recruited him. Yeah, West was all over him, and, and he was he was very, you know, you you hear kids talk, you know, the the main recruiter, the area recruiter, they don't really give him a lot of props. You know, I you know had to get a relationship with him or whatever. But Trey was re- very very uh, adamant about the impact West Flanagan had on his, on his decision. So huge get in Trey Donaldson. Um, love the dual sportability of, of of him. Sounds like he's he's solid. I mean, I guess Florida State could keep trying, but I mean they're still behind the eight ball. They will be in six months. It'll just be six months more of an Auburn relationship too. So it's not like, you know, I, I think he's in, I think his dad. I asked his dad, and he said he could take visits. He goes, look, he said his dad was funny. He goes, like, I mean, he's seventeen. He goes, I'm not I'm not gonna tell the kid not to go take a visit. Um, he goes, but he goes, do I think it would change his mind? No. So sounds like he's pretty locked in to, um, to Auburn. Before we leave Trey, Jeffrey, as a point guard prospect, I mean, pretty good run lately for Pearl with Jared Harper, who, who's played in the NBA. You have Sharif Cooper, who's going to be in the, in the NBA. Um, and then Javon McCormick, fantastic basketball point guard. Um, I mean, a college point guard. How does Trey – Donaldson sort of fit in as a point guard among those guys. Is he how different is he from from those guys? Hey, and, Justin. Yeah. You were freezing on me. Oh, okay. Cole, was he freezing for you? He was not. He, he okay. He was, Damn, yeah. it was mine. All right. So, <laughs> Jake, 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 Jake. Here, well, I'll start the question over. Jake. Okay. Um. So, all right. Well, I'll count it down for Jake. Three, two, one. So, Jeffrey, back to you. Uh, just before we leave Trey Donaldson, talk to me about him as a point guard because Auburn's had a good run uh, with Jared Harper, um, who's, in the, who's played in the NBA and, and will probably get more games in the NBA. Sharif Cooper, we obviously know what he's doing in summer league with the Hawks. And then now here comes Trey Donaldson, a really highly coveted kid. And, and, and I think that played a huge part in Trey's decision was the recent point guard success for, sure. for Auburn. Talk to me about him as a point guard. Like, is he similar to, to Jared Sharif's yes. figure? Like, what's he do differently? I think he's a bit – I like him – or I think he's a lot closer to Jared than he is Sharif. Uh, Sharif was just – I mean, Trey's quick, don't get me wrong, but Sharif's on another level. Yeah. Uh, and same same for passing, but you see Trey's highlights. You see him uh, – the passes that he's made, the, the court vision that he has. I think he's got a, probably a better uh, shot – than Sharif did at least in college already. Of course, that's not saying much. We all know Sharif wasn't known for his outside shooting. Yeah. But it, playing that football, being that field general, being that quarterback on the court, he is a leader. He is a fantastic athlete. That I think Cole was one of the first things he said about Trey Donaldson. That's what you look at. Obviously, he's a great athlete, but you can't mention that enough, man. And and. I, athleticism, in my opinion, comes out more on a basketball court than it than it does on. A, it comes out more often, and it's more helpful on the basketball court. Just an all around athlete. His defense, his passing, his shooting, his driving, his ball handling. Uh, he, he can do it all. Now he can't do it all on an elite level yet, but he's got the potential to do it. And I think that's what Bruce and West both see in him: is that here is a kid that's very close, and he's got everything you need. We just need to put some things together. Otherwise, we'd expect him to come in and start start next year. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he's he's right there. He's got everything you want. He's the, the palette's there. You just got to paint the picture. Yeah. Um, we'll move on. To, my last comment on Trey would be: I I love the the fact that he he plays football. I mean, you can see it in some of his clips. He's 
He's not afraid to go to the lane. He's not right. afraid to go to the basket. Um, and that's awesome to see from Buff as hell, that's man. something that Jared would do. That's something that Sharif would do. And, uh, and, uh, and then the fact that he's kind of a safety, that quarterback, like Cole talked about, that translates so well to not just being a point guard in basketball, but being a point guard in, in Bruce Pearl's system where you're going to facilitate and you're going to really need to keep the tempo going. And he just seems like a great, great fit. I completely understand, yes. I think, why he's at the top of their board. It just perfect seems like fit. a perfect fit. Yes, absolutely. So huge pickup for Auburn and Trey Donaldson um, for football and basketball. We'll see how that plays out. But that wasn't the only one that Auburn got this week. They also landed four-star wide receiver Amari Kelly from Hewitt Trustville High School, um, same high school that produced Noah Igbenogany. Um, that's always a challenge. Very good, um, though. Yeah, very good. Amari, man, talented four-star kid um, that had had some really nice offers, kind of came down to Alabama, Kentucky, Central Florida, and Auburn. Um, he announces for Auburn. Cornelius Williams gets him another one. Cole, tell me about um, Amari Kelly and what, what do you see on film and, and, and what does he bring to the Tigers' offense? Amari Kelly is uh, he's, he's good at everything that goes into the receiver position. Uh, I wouldn't say that he is spectacular at any attribute that the receiver position has, but he's really good at all of them. So – He's got great hands. He's got uh, he's got good route running ability. He's got a good size to him. He's got you know his frame could add some more weight, probably somewhat uh, to the point where he's not going to get too much bigger. Um, he's 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 a really good uh, in the in the game situation in a tight situation. He seems to make the big catches and uh, and and can get open when he needs to. Uh, I, I just. I was really impressed with his overall athleticism just watching him play defense when I saw Hewitt play uh, back in 20 – I guess it was 2020, one of the first games of the year. I saw him play mostly defense. He didn't get the ball thrown to him as much. Uh, he made a really impressive tackle on somebody. He, he he did the textbook form tackle where he picked him up behind the legs and drove him into the ground, and uh, I was impressed from, from then on. I said, who is that guy? I need to see more of him. And then I think he made a big play on offense, and and he caught the ball with his hands. Uh, he just looks kind of advanced when it comes to playing receiver and and using his hands and running routes, and uh, he's just impressive. That's why he's a four star by just about anybody you look at, and and he's a four star with on three. And uh, I think it's a big pickup for Auburn, especially at that position because, you know. Uh, there's not going to be anybody leaving, but there's so much unproven talent uh, and you just don't know who's going to emerge this year. And then you need to reload that always. So I, I think Omari Kelly was, was exactly what Auburn needed in this class at, at the receiver position to go along with Jay fair. So far, they're very different too. You know, he's, he's got a bigger body than Jay fair and he's, he's, uh, he's better with the maybe the deep balls and, and in traffic and things like that. So yeah, that was a that was a very big pickup, and uh, kind of somewhat s- snuck up on us out of the blue. I mean, hadn't heard too much about him for a while there, and then makes the trip to Big Cat, and then after that it was on. He he, he really liked that trip, and and uh, Auburn made a big impression, and not too much later he was committed. So really impressive. And what's so what's his height and weight again? He's uh, right at six foot, maybe a little over six foot, and about 185 pounds. That's such a so. good size for receivers. I mean, obviously, everybody, you know, everybody would love to go get you a 6'3", 190, you know, I get it. But, man, I love the 6'1". Give me 6'1", a buck 80 in college um, that has the quickness and speed, but that has just enough size to, to be tough as well. And Amari Kelly seems like that guy. Like, that, that, that kind of guy I just think can kind of do everything. Well, you know, everybody's got a different frame, and and even if you you have two guys standing next to each other who are six foot, one hundred eighty five pounds, one might look completely different than the other. Yeah. And he's got the long arms and the and the big strong hands. I mean, he he doesn't bobble it when it hits his hands; it sticks every time. So, you know that Except that the all, video <laughs> for yeah. anybody that watched that. That was good. Did y'all? I mean, what y'all? That was creative. The commitment oh, video where he drops the passes on on or you know on purpose or whatever, and he looks at the gloves and they're Kentucky and Alabama. I thought that was I hadn't seen that one before. Yeah, 
Yeah, that was that was uh, innovative. I liked that one a lot, and it was a it was a good little storyline too. So Jeffrey, what talk to me about? I, I think it was in your article that I read him talking about trusting Harson. Yeah. Um, that's a common theme. Well, it's gonna it's always gonna be a like you're always gonna have to trust the staff if you commit somewhere. We, sure. we but I think even more so with a new coaching staff that doesn't have a resume of anything Auburn, you're just trusting a Boise State resume. Um, you really got to have a lot of trust. Like, what was your impression when he talked about I trust Coach Harson? That's uh, a that's a it's a it's a bigger deal for a, for a new coach between a player and a coach. That comment seems like it carries more weight now. I think it speaks to more of the relationship. You're you're trusting that this guy as a person, right? Uh, you're trusting your relationship with Cornelius Williams. You're trusting your relationship and what you've seen and heard from Mike Bobo when they sit you down and show you what they've done in the past and the offenses they've ran and and how they're planning on using you in the offense. You're, okay, you, you're seeing all that. Now you're trusting that the man's telling you the truth and that's how he's going to do it. Uh, I thought that was big um, to hear him say that, to to, uh, to be able to trust that. And not only trust what he's telling him, but trust what everybody – around the program is saying what, what what some of these players are saying or telling these recruits and these uh, like like Omari um, trust what Brian Harson's going to do for the program I think that's what, one of the things he said he's going to do right by all the Auburn people like he's he's got confidence that this guy's a winner um, I think there were there are two sides to this Omari Kelly commitment and Cole covered the first one and just how Effortless on a receiver, you know, he, he catches the ball. He's he's a fantastic football player. My side of things is I thought this was huge for Auburn, just in in, in a perception way. Um, you know, getting the top in-state wide receiver who has an official offer from Alabama, you can't take that away from him. We don't see Auburn going head to head against Alabama, Georgia, LSU, Florida for many recruits. We just don't, and I'm okay with that uh, for now. For now, for for this for this 2022 class, these guys are behind the eight ball. You want to go spin your wheels on a five-star guy that Georgia and Alabama wants? Knock yourself out, bro. But it ain't happening. Yeah. All right. So get out. Spread. You know. Go, go after some guys that you can. Uh, but with Omari Kelly, um, you know, he was the guy who, and I, I don't know how hard Alabama was pushing for him. I, I don't know if they were calling him last minute trying to get him to delay, like some people have posted on the corner. Um, or offered him a blue shirt. I don't know that. I do know that he got an official offer from Alabama. And if he wanted to go to Alabama, one way or the other, he could have. Yeah. Um, so for Auburn and Brian Harson, Mike Bobo, Cornelius Williams, to get the top receiver in the state from a big-time program like Hewitt Trussell, um, it, it, perception-wise, I thought it was big. And um, Auburn really needed that. The, the second part to that is it gives them – two wide receivers. It gives them the slot guy and Jay Fair, the speedster, 10.5, 100-meter guy. And then you've got, uh, a, you know, I, I guess a pretty average, and I don't mean average in skill set. I'm talking about height and weight. Cole, you correct me if I'm wrong, but he's 6'1", maybe with cleats on. Uh, kind of a, a heavier version of Eli Stove, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, Accurate. And then, and okay, so you've got your little slot guy, you've got your more average size guy, and Omari Kelly. Now you want that big 50 50 ball guy, you want that guy who can go get it. Now, Auburn's got two of them, they can turn all their focus all to uh, and attention to getting that third wide receiver. We all know it's the four star from Oregon and, and Darius Clemens. We know that Oregon just picked up another commitment from a six foot four wide receiver this past week. Uh, Darius Clemens is absolutely aware of it. Auburn's commitments that talk to him on a daily basis are making sure that he's aware of it. Um, and I feel like Darius is to the point where he's got – he's locked in with Auburn. There's just one thing he hasn't seen. He came for the official visit in June. He got to see the, meet the coaches. He saw the facilities. He got to hang out with the players. The only thing he hasn't seen is game day. And we know now he'll be back on his own dime two weeks from today to see that game day. And with the, I don't care who it is, if it's Akron or minor high school, that place is going to be sold out. You know, that yeah. stadium hasn't been full in two years. The fans are going to be there. It's going to be like an iron ball junior. I mean, that, that place is going to be rocking. So I think it's going to, Damari Austin's coming over, Holden Garner's coming over. Both of those guys are working on Darius Clemens very hard. Both of them are going to be there. Um, going to help host him on the weekend. And I feel like that's the only thing that's keeping Darius from committing is not having seen the game. Or he at least wants to see that before he does. 
Um, so that that's I think that's got so many things working in Auburn's favor with him. This is why we're trying we're starting to see a lot of things trending in Auburn's way. Uh, and if you get him and you've got Jay Fair, you've got Amari Kelly, and you've got Darius Clemens. What a hell of a haul um, for the first full cycle for Cornelius Williams. No doubt. Yeah, if they can make it happen. Yeah, kind of make it happen. But, yeah, Cornelius Williams would be kind of the first guy, I think, from the staff to really <clears throat> throw his hat in the ring and, and make a mark um, where everybody kind of wants to see what everybody can do is from a recruiting standpoint. That was the thing we heard all the time with the staff was, all right, cool, but in SEC you better recruit. And so right. Cornelius would be kind of the first one to go, well, I'm, I'm here. You know, I'm, I'm up to the challenge. Um, so that will be, that'll be really interesting to see if they can get Clemens here. Hey, let's end on this on, from a recruiting standpoint. Um, Cole, I'll let you go first, and then Jeffrey can end it. What's next? We're, we talked about Clemens. Um, just, just quickly, like what's who's what's on the horizon? Or, you know, look, Auburn's jumped forty spots in rankings probably in the last month. Like, how do you feel the momentum's going? And 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 what do you think it'll look like in you know two months from now, three months from now? Uh, yeah, I, I think the momentum is is as high as you would as you could want it to be right now. Uh, a lot of guys tried to get their decisions in before their senior seasons started. And those are starting tonight for a lot of people. I mean, you know, so that's going to be uh, – that's going to stop the momentum for just a little while. But there are a few more guys who are getting ready to make their decisions here in the next month or so. Uh, you know, as Jeffrey was talking about, you have Darius Clemens is going to come see the game. September 4th, and then he's going to see, you know, how Auburn is. And, and really, like like Jeffrey was saying, that's going to be huge. Uh, it's going to be a major deal for him, and that could bump his decision up pretty soon. Or he may decide to go see a game at Oregon, too. And, you know, it's it's not clear yet what he's going to do there, but it couldn't. It, it's not going to be too much longer there. You also have Drew Bobo, who is at Auburn High School, uh, son of offense coordinator Mike Bobo, he's he's looking to make a decision pretty soon as well. You got Drew Al- Bobo, by the way, at uh, at the Harsons' house with a group of Auburn High School, you know, p- football players, um, yeah. hanging out at the the Harsons' house. Just Harson daughters, just saying. Yeah, oh, was, were they doing the TikTok? They're doing the Instagram. You know, I follow Bobo and I follow some of them, and there's some stories with. Uh, some of the players over there just hanging out, obviously. Yeah, I saw that. I didn't realize who that was. Yeah, Drew Bobo was one of the kids that was there. AJ so, Harris in there? I didn't see him. I saw Bobo and Camden Etheridge, Keith's kid. And, um, yeah. But, yeah, Bobo was there. I mean, he's, he's in the freaking Harson's kitchen. I mean. Interesting. So, I don't know. It's not a bad thing. Definitely can't hurt. Uh, yeah, he, he's he's got a few. He's got some big schools on the radar. Auburn's in there. So, that that's going to come up pretty soon, too, I think. Yeah. Uh, other than that, there's some others who are, who are starting to wind it down and, and still want to take some visits. So we'll keep watching that and see who's getting ready to to make a decision. And those are two to watch for sure. Yeah, those are that, that's that's who I would expect one of those two to be next. Now it might come out of left field on some guy decided that you know he he won't he's ready to commit. But those two guys are, are in my opinion, the uh, the guys I'm going to be watching. Let's put it that way. Drew Bobo, Darius Clemens, Holden Gurner, Demari Austin, both of these guys are just heavily on these on these two guys. So uh and Another they both indicated that they might be close. Michael Riley Ducker is, is really doing a lot of uh recruiting on Twitter and and behind the scenes as well, from what I understand. So you know, I, I touched on this in the war room yesterday. But uh they've got this group chat, man, all the commitments. And if somebody's you know, got a new Auburn offer or Auburn's in the top group, dude. They're all running Twitter, just, you know, uh, really supporting Auburn there on social media. Like like what these guys are doing behind the scenes. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, I think you guys hit on hit on those two guys. So we'll, we'll see how it uh, plays out in, you know, probably, I guess, the rest of August into September. Um, but I think, I think you, I think both of y'all are right. Momentum is is in a good place for Auburn football recruiting the last month has been uh, really good for them they've gotten you know like I said they're 
they're jumping up the rankings. And when, when the on three rankings come out, hopefully in October, I mean, you know, Auburn will be knocking on top 30 yeah. um, probably. And so, you know, I think, geez, you know, we talked about a couple weeks ago, Jeffrey, like at the end, you know, I mean, back when they were like ranked 80, if you were like, Hey, yeah. if they get top 25, we're great. Well, I mean, they'll, they're, they're going to be knocking on that in October. Yeah. So I think they're kind of right on par with where you, where you would like to see them. Yeah, absolutely. So, you get, you get out of there four and one after LSU four and one or five and oh, and uh, oh. look out. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Well, uh, appreciate y'all joining us. Well, on the recruiting segment, we're going to be back in just a moment to talk uh, about some scrimmage stuff. Um, real quick, want to give a shout out to our partners. Uh, didn't mention in the beginning. Want to give a shout out to our partners. One Southeastern bar, downtown Auburn, fantastic building, fantastic place, two story indoor outdoor seating, got some finger foods, got a, like a lounge upstairs, really cool place. Southeastern go check them out. Uh, as well as the Irritable Bao restaurant on Magnolia Avenue, uh, Chinese Bao and chicken skewers and all kinds of really good, really good food, really cool stuff. Shout out to Whitley Dykes, our friend, and go check out the Irritable Bao on Magnolia Avenue. Uh, appreciate them being a part of Auburn Live. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, we're back. Uh, let's get into some scrimmage talk. Auburn scrimmaged on Friday night. It was the second scrimmage of the fall. Um, and uh, interesting day. Interesting day uh, on the Plains. Auburn was scheduled to scrimmage at six. Um, they moved the scrimmage up to four because there was rain um, in the forecast. So they moved it up to four. They practice um, in the daylight at Jordan-Hare Stadium. Of course, the big news uh, that was released officially from Auburn uh, late on Friday was that Brian Harson, head coach, is tested positive for COVID. Um, you know, we, we at Auburn Live had heard uh, some some different things throughout the last week about COVID. We knew that that was going around. Um, we knew that Brian Harson, you know, possibly tested positive, but we're not going to report anything like that until that's official. We're going to let Auburn report that kind of stuff uh, officially. You're not going to see us reporting that. So, um, Auburn released a statement from Brian Harson. He said that he feels fine. He said that he doesn't have any symptoms at the moment. He is isolating at home. Um, just a quick recap before we get into the scrimmage. What that means is um, you have to, Auburn's COVID policy is you have to be quarantined for 10 days after a positive test. So that means there's 16 days before Auburn's first game. So that means, you know, he's got 10 days as of now. So best case scenario, Brian Harson returns on like, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, on like Monday of game week in terms of, you know, being able to be with the players and in the in film room and on the field and all that stuff. So big deal. I mean, these last two weeks of fall camp are crucial. They're crucial. They're critical. And to not have Brian Harson involved with he's a hands-on coach. And I mean, he, he's going to be isolated at home. He's going to be watching practice film. He'll be doing Zoom calls with the coaches. He'll be doing Zoom calls with the team. They'll probably pipe him in every day and he'll probably sit there and do Zoom calls with the team and talk to him just the same as he would. Um, but he just, he, he won't be there. So the little things that he likes to see at practice being hands-on, he's just not going to, he's not going to be there. He's not going to be there to correct some guy right then and say, hey, let me, let me just show you something that can make that better. He's not going to get the temp. He's not really going to get the vibe of practice and, the, and, 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 and get the kind of tone and the temperament of how it goes. He's not going to feel that. So it's, he, he's going to be, I mean, I can't imagine first year coach in his position and now two weeks fall camp next 10 days, he can't be out there. Uh, going to be pretty tough. Um, it's going to be pretty tough. So we'll see what happens. Um, if he, you know, if he keeps not showing symptoms and he tests negative and there's no more positive tests, um, then, you know, he, he should be back out there. Uh, he should be back out there for the first game. But, you know, obviously there's a there's a tight window. He can't afford any more setbacks. So that's the big news. Um, Brian Harson testing positive for COVID really throws a wrench in fall camp for Auburn. 
Um, we also, you know, reported on on the site Auburn Live because Auburn released the Harson news. We thought that it was relevant to to release that our sources are indicating that Derek Mason, defensive coordinator, is also tested positive. Neither Harson or Mason was at the scrimmage. Um, and same thing with Mason. So it's not just Harson; it's the defensive coordinator. Now, fortunately for Auburn, the defense is um, ahead of the offense, and the defense has got some players and is, is pretty good. Um, but still not a great scenario. There's players that miss time as well. Um, so craziness, a little bit of craziness as we, uh, as we get closer to the first game, um, for, for, for Auburn. I mean, I guess it's a good thing it's Akron. And so no matter what happens, Auburn should be able to go out there and win a game. Um, and, and then of course you got, a, you know, another somewhat cupcake in week two. So, I mean, it's a little crazy now, but You've got two games that you should be able to win, even with the uncertainty and even with the disruption. And so, you know, maybe they can get on track um, before before Penn State and get some continuity. So that was the big news today. Um, and so let's get into the scrimmage um, that happened on Friday night. Uh, we put up a bunch of notes on AuburnLive.com uh, on, on, on scrimmage notes. Obviously, Mason and Harson weren't there. All the other coaches were there. Um, from what we understand, it was just kind of a eh, scrimmage. Um, you know, I, one source said the factor in Harson not being there, factor in Mason not being there, factor in just kind of the news of the day, moving the scrimmage up, uh, players, a bunch of players not being there, and and it just it just didn't have a great rhythm to it. The scrimmage, I mean, it just wasn't awesome, um, which is I guess is kind of understandable. But you know, Brian Harson said in his statement that he released, he said, look. We prepared for for something like this, and, and putting Jeff Schmetting in as the as the uh, you know coach, head coach, and, and you know responsibilities while Harson's out. They said, look, this is an opportunity for them to deal with um, circumstances that are out of their control. And it didn't sound like you know it sounded okay, but maybe they didn't they didn't handle it great. Um, so maybe it was a good test for them to go through this and go, hey, this could happen during the season. A day before the game, somebody could test positive. A coach could test positive. Um, and you're going to have to deal with that when, when the season comes, you're going to have to adjust. So maybe, maybe, maybe in that regard, maybe you can take something out of it as a positive and say, Hey guys, look, this could happen. I mean, we could be two games out and our starting linebacker could be out for the game or bonus could test positive or who knows. And we gotta, we gotta be ready to adjust and go. Um, and so maybe, maybe from that regard, it was, um, it was a, a lesson learned. Um, but as far as the scrimmage goes, um, you know, again, it was, a, it was a scrimmage one that won by the defense. Um, they're just, they're just a lot further ahead than the offense and they've got better personnel than, than the offense. Um, and so again, it was, it was a, it was a, a scrimmage one by the defense. Um, a few interceptions were told at least three interceptions. Uh, one was a pick six by Roe Torrance, the Juco transfer. Um, and from what I understand, only a couple of touchdown drives during the 11 on 11 work, not counting, you know, goal line or 20 yard in like legit drives, there was more turnovers than, um, than touchdowns. Uh, Tank Bigsby even had a couple of fumbles that he recovered. So just not a smooth day on offense. Um, but I think, you know, we can obviously point part of that was Brandon Camps, Brandon Council and Bradarius Ham, who is, that's your, that's your starting right side. Um, didn't, didn't practice. So Auburn, I mean, the offensive line is already a question mark. They don't have much depth. You, this is kind of what I was saying. You take you take one guy, let alone two starters out in the offensive line, and and then the performance is not going to be awesome. So Council on Ham didn't practice. Didn't practice. Uh, Tayshawn Manning was back in there at left guard. We've we've said we've told you that we think he's going to start. I think they were just trying to get him work with the second team because the second team is just not very good. So he was back in at left guard um, with the with with Council on Ham out. Did fine. Um, Again, like we talked about with Bo Nix, from what we understand, good practice, but but just not great. I mean, still he had an, he had another interception. Um, the best part of the scrimmage, from what we understand, with Bo Nix was um, was when they went tempo when they when they did kind of some some drills that were time was a was a factor, right? Like two minute drill type stuff, and um, and he did well. He, you know, he he threw some darts, but that's nothing new, right? Like we've seen that go back to his first game ever, Bo Nix. Uh, up and down game, and then you put him in the fourth quarter, and 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 all of a sudden the light comes on. Go look at the Georgia game in um, uh, what was that? Two thousand and maybe nine. I guess it was nineteen. Yeah, two thousand nineteen. The, the Georgia game. They do nothing all game, 
And then all of a sudden, the light comes on in the fourth quarter where it becomes a sense of urgency and, and Bonix almost leads them back um, to tie that game against Georgia. So for whatever reason, and that's just how Bo Nix is. Uh, he's just – he's a guy that – I don't know. I, I think when he, I think during the game, it's just when there's a lot of thinking, he's not at his best. When there's less thinking and he's playing, he's he's better. Now that leads to some of the stuff we don't like, which is rolling out and launching it into coverage. And um, he's just got to chill on that stuff. But he continues to show that he's kind of at his best when he's thinking less and just playing. Um, and when he's, when he's trying to go through his progressions and he's doing all that, it just, it, that's where the growth hasn't happened. So anyway, it's just interesting to see how, how he can continue to develop, but good practice, not great for Bo, um, according to a couple of sources, uh, inside the scrimmage. So again, it not terrible. He wasn't terrible, but he wasn't like, it hasn't clicked yet. I mean, I haven't heard that he had a scrimmage where like, whoa, okay. He, he looked real, real sharp. That hasn't happened yet. Uh, TJ Finley, same thing. Good, not great. Demetrius Davis, um, from what we understand, didn't um, participate in the scrimmage. Um, and then so, so that means Grant Lloyd got a lot of work. A um, few drops at receiver, but they made play. So kind of a kind of an inconsistent day. Um, we heard they did really well last scrimmage, more of an inconsistent day today. Demetrius Robertson made some plays. Elijah Canyon didn't 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 participate. Um, so again, got some drops in there. Um, that that's not gonna help. Um, at all. We mentioned Roe Torrance, talked about uh, Elijah Canyon. Um, Brendan Coffey got a start at right tackle in place of Ham. Uh, and then uh, Killian Zire uh, practiced as well. From what we understand, not, not rave reviews on those guys um, and, and, and their work. I mean, again, we talk about the depth of the offensive line. Um, it's just not really there. They just can't afford to lose anybody they need those, that starting five and then you know manning and alec jackson whoever's that guard but that's you know that's about you got about six guys man and if somebody goes down so anyway brennan coffee and zier zaire got got a good bit of time but didn't hear rave reviews about how they played um javaris johnson continues to do well um he, he was returning punts which makes a lot of sense him and dawson are that inside uh receiver guy so javaris returning punts makes a lot of sense um, and he, he might be having I mean, if you had to pick guys in the camp on offense, he, he might be having the best camp. I mean, I just heard a lot of positive things about him. I, I think he's a guy that could, you know, lead the team in receptions um, when it when it comes down to it. We'll, we'll have to see. Um, again, defense continues to impress uh, across the board. I mean, there's just a, there's just better athletes on that side of the ball. And um, so, look, I mean, the bottom line is when you come away from these scrimmages and here we are two scrimmages in. And defense wins the day again. Um, you know, here, here's what we don't know until Auburn gets out there. And that is, is the defense, like, are they really, like, are they a top four unit in the league? They're really that good? Or are they playing well because Auburn's offensive line isn't up to par and hasn't improved? Like, we don't know until there's games played. That's, that's the thing about these scrimmages is you, you just have to evaluate them and try to figure out and make, make an opinion. I mean, I don't know. I mean, the offensive line has, has obviously got to pick up the pace. You know, I'd heard encouraging things about that group, but it doesn't sound like the two scrimmages have been awesome for them. Um, and so whether, whether or not that's Auburn's defensive front causing them problems, we'll find out. I mean, we'll find out soon enough. Um, we'll find out in Happy Valley, that's for sure. So, um, you know, I guess the positive is that at least one side of the ball is playing well, and that's the defense. Um, you know, so if the defense can 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 continue their growth, and you and you have you know the change in coverage, which we talked about with Derek Mason the other day, where it's more of a top-down defense, so they're not quite as aggressive in the man-to-man stuff. So hopefully, you won't give up many explosive plays. You know, so maybe you've got a chance to to hold some teams down while your offense figures it out. But um, anyway. Didn't sound like the scrimmage was any better than last week. If anything, it might have been a tick worse just because of the players that were out and Harson not being there and the whole vibe, I think, was was messed up. So, um, you know, just – I don't know. I don't know. I think um, it's hard to know if it was a wasted opportunity for that scrimmage. I mean, when you have that many players out and your head coach isn't there, like, what did you accomplish? Um, I don't know. Maybe you can take, like I said earlier, maybe what you take out of it is the distractions and say, hey, this is an opportunity for you to learn that distractions are going to happen, disruptions are going to happen, especially with COVID stuff, and you got to be ready to bounce through it. Maybe that's the best thing that you can get out of this practice. 
because I'm not sure, you know, I'm not sure what, what came out of it in terms of taking a step forward, whether it's the offensive line or Bo Nix or, you know, the receivers. I'm not sure where the steps forward were from what I understand in the scrimmage. Um, so maybe you just point to kind of some lessons learned in terms of focus and mentality um, and try to go from there. So uh, Sean Jackson, the walk-on, had a pretty good scrimmage from what I understand. He, he's been doing well. I think I think probably if, if Auburn played their first game, I think he's probably ahead of Jordan Ingram. Um, but again, that's that's fourth string at this point. Of course, you know, Jarquez Hunter, I didn't hear much about him. You know, he didn't scrimmage the first time either. So he, he, he had a lot of hype. But I'm not sure if he scrimmaged today. He probably didn't. So that's both scrimmages that he wasn't a part of. So and Ingram and Sean Jackson have played in both scrimmages. So I'm not sure, you know, Hunter was in that third spot. But now that those two guys have had scrimmages under their belt, when does Hunter come back? And does this time off hurt his ability to to get serious playing time this year? I mean, do, do, do Ingram and Jackson move past him um, by the time that first game starts and Hunter now has to make up that ground. We'll wait and see kind of how that, how that plays out. We mentioned Demetrius Robertson had a good scrimmage. Um, I think him and Javaris Johnson are going to be your guys. I think everybody else is going to be somewhat of a committee in terms of Canyon or Capers and, um, you know, who steps up there at receiver. I, I have a feeling Javaris Johnson, Demetrius Robertson, if you had to pick two guys that need to be a part of the offense every game and need to get targets, it's going to be those two. It's going to be those two. Those are going to be two guys you're going to look at and go, I don't know who's going to get targets from the receiving core, but those two better be getting, you know, better be getting the targets. I think everything else is kind of a committee thing. I think Canyon or Capers, I think you can kind of mix who, who's getting those catches, but those two guys can make plays and are going to need to be a part um, of the uh, of the game plan. So, um, look, that's, that's really it. I mean, um, another scrimmage down. Auburn's two weeks out from their opener. Um, because of this COVID outbreak, I highly doubt that we in the media get another opportunity to go to an open session uh, for practice, like a 20-minute viewing session. I highly doubt that happens. I wouldn't, I wouldn't let us in at this point. Um, so we'll see. Um, you know, hopefully we're going to talk to Harson here in a few days via Zoom from his house. If you know, uh, hopefully that'll happen, um, and we'll see how it goes. Again, Jeff Schmetting was the was the head coach today, and he would be the head coach during the season if Harson is out. Um, but with Harson getting COVID now, I guess the chances would go down, um, of him getting it again, the season could happen, but, uh, I would think the chances go down. So we hope, we hope that Brian Harson is okay. We hope he continues to show no symptoms as well as the other coaches and players that are involved. We hope everybody's healthy and comes back, um, safe and, and all that's good. Um, go to auburnlive.com and check out the corner, a lot of conversation about the scrimmage. Um, and we'll get into that. Um, as we go, just make sure and check that out. Appreciate everybody joining us um, for a little recruiting talk, a little scrimmage talk. Um, and until next time, go check out auburnlive.com. We'll see you.